Welcome to the Heroes of Reality Podcast, a podcast about the game of life and the hero's journey we all experience. Let's jump in with our host, Dylan Watkins, as he introduces today's guest. Welcoming Adventures, Dylan here. And on today's podcast, I have Dr. Dave Hester. He's inspired to enrich humanity's experiences. His background is in mental health counseling, well-being engineering, behavioral research, executive coaching, and curating new technologies for improving well-being. In addition, he is also he is the guides director for lifeguides.com, an employee benefits company using peer-to-peer support for everyday challenges. Uh, Dr. Dave serves as the COO for Good Intentions Counseling Service, a behavioral and mental health agency in Seattle focusing on improving the mental health of BIPOC community members. So without any further delay, I'd like to welcome Dr. Dave Hester. Hey, Dr. Dave, how are you doing today? Hey, Dylan, glad to be here. Glad to be here. Thanks. Awesome, man. It's, uh, it's great to connect, man. I, I, I love the, the areas that you play in. Uh, there's the the technology and the well-being, the positive psychology. Um, could you just? I'd, I'd I'd really love to start this off by kind of getting to know, like, what initially got you into this space of of what the the well-being and also the technology pit. Um, I'd love to hear a bit of your origin story. Sure. So, uh, it, it would definitely have to start with my love of popular culture, media, superheroes, comics, uh, anime, manga. Mm-hmm all of that uh, seriously influenced me in that there was this view of this future where we can manipulate how, you know, how we use our neurochemicals to maybe uh, calm down or even jazz ourselves up, you know, using specific uh, nodes that we really didn't even have any idea of back in the 60s and 70s and uh, when comics started to run to their golden age. So my origin story starts around the age of uh, five, I watch popular culture, uh, Doc mm-hmm. Brown from Back mm-hmm. to the Future, and I am just floored at how much he's able to build and create out of nothing. I mean, he used bananas, for example, to power the DeLorean. <laughs> let's let's be real about this. So that influenced me to start to look to see how, how can we enhance our capabilities as humans? How can yeah. we reach like new heights? How can we even maybe create superpowers? And then uh, to fast forward to 2013, I read a book by Ramez Nam uh, called, uh, uh, forgive me, I'm losing the, the title yeah. at the moment, but um, it was influenced kind of by Neuromancer. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Yeah. Tech. Uh, so it was uh, Nexus. That's what, that's what I'm thinking of. The title Nexus. is Nexus by uh, Ramez Nam. And in it, he talked about building this pharmacy that are, in, are building this kind of mental pharmacy that uh, basically a way to turn people into superhumans and, and be able to process cognitive information, connect with each other seamlessly, like just through thought. And that it excited me to see some of those science fiction come to science fact. So fast forward two years later, it's 2015, and I am introduced to uh, you know Dr. Jeffrey Martin and uh, Nicole Bradford at mm. Trans Tech uh, Consortium, I guess you can call us. And uh, from there, it just it just grew. So that's kind of where my origin story started with uh, popular culture and wanting to see some of those new things come to fruition. Oh man, it's awesome. Yeah, there's that whole, like there's an, an effect that the, for me personally, the 80s culture had on me. I remember, I remember being a young kid 
and coming across the hoverboard from Back to the Future 2 and then them announcing that it's a real thing. And then I got like mad obsessed with magnets and like I'd go to like the library, like you know, back in the day we had a library, you know, you'd go and you'd look at books and stuff. And and I remember like trying to make my own like hoverboard and I took a bunch of magnets and put it inside a little card container and I'd like put them on and I had my fingerboard and I'd like surf around on my fingerboard. I always wanted someone to take a bunch of magnets and put it in like a skate park just so that we could have the actual hoverboard. It's like, but, the, but there's, 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 it's, there's something to this like thing where fantasy or entertainment sells us this sexy dream that then technology has to live up to. And we're yeah. forever trying to make the DeLorean, the hoverboard, you know, the, 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 all these different gadgets and gizmos that, that, that looks so cool in the movies but it's just it just takes time for the technology to catch up. Is there is there one piece of of like tech that you wish that you saw when you were a kid that you're that you're waiting, wishing, hoping it's gonna come true? Man, there's uh there's so many pieces, but for me it is it's teleportation, you know, uh transferring matter from one place to another. Uh I was a big fan of the next generation, TNG Star Trek. Um yeah. and I, I love the hollow deck and what it could do. So it's a mixture of, for me, there's actually two. It's a mixture of teleportation along yeah. with a, a true blue hollow deck. Although I want to say Vulcan Industries, I think that's their, their name out here in Seattle. They're getting close to that. Uh, they yeah. have it out here at the Mopop, kind of a, a full immersive, almost holodeck style um, ride it is you're 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 playing with uh with weapons and going through zombie hordes or whatever but i would love to have seen a real holodeck because there's so much therapeutic uses that we can find for it to be able to step into a different time and completely embody feel smell taste you know all of the all of the senses i also think it's a great way to increase empathy you know mm -hmm. across across nations how cool would it be to step into the you know the the mind, the, 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 not the mind, but, you know, the area of someone living in Japan and in, in, in Tokyo and get that culture just kind of washing over you. Man, I totally, I totally agree with that. And, and, and there's magic in it. I had a, I had a magic moment um, a while ago. I was at this conference and uh, SIGGRAPH, you're familiar with SIGGRAPH. Um, so there was this uh, Japanese dude um, who was just sitting down with his back to me and there was like this j large box in front of him and he was right and there was one box here and to the left it was another box and I go to sit down and um, he looks at me and says you know do you want to see not in English I, I mean he's like motion like, okay and so I go to sit down and this was one of those crazy technologies and it, it relates to what you're talking about is I saw a um, do you, have you seen those ultra senses, those ultra haptics that they use sound to conduct sensation? So it's like, it's a little tiny speaker and it sends it out and, it, and, it, and it'll pulse hits you and it feels like it hits you. So you can send Wait, out a little. Uh, is that the work by, da uh, by David Eagleman? Um, I, I don't know if it's Dr. David Eagleman. It's, it's called, I think it's called ultra haptics and it's basically, it's these, it's these, it's these little speakers that they, and what they do is they put them in an array, a row of them. Right. And then you can like set them off in a sequence and it, and it feels like something's like walking on your hand or something like that. 
right? And so, mm -hmm. but they're like, but they're like low fidelity, right? Like super screen right, door, right. you know, a couple across. So he, and this was years ago, he put it, he put them inside of a box, right? So like on the edges, tops and bottoms like this, right? But you could put your hand through the center. So the, you know, it's just the outside piece. And there was two of them. And so he goes sit down and he takes it like a little, he takes like a little, like a little red ball and he puts the red ball inside of the box. And on my side, there's the pepper ghost effect that shows the hologram of that there. And then he goes, touch it. So I reach out to touch the ball, the hologram ball with my finger and I go to poke it. And when I go to poke it, the hologram ball moves because it sent a signal to the real ball to move that way by using the ultra haptics. And so I was moving the hologram ball and the real ball was moving. And then he stuck out his hand and he's like, Dorusu, like, like uh, uh, nice to meet you or something. And I was like, oh, and I went to touch and it was it wasn't perfect. And it would, but I could feel the touching. And I just had this like urge, like reach out and touch his face. I was like, come here, you. I, I wanted, but like, it was such a weird sensation, but it was a combination of the hologram and also the ultra haptics. And it was like a screen yeah. door. I'm like, I'm like, man, if they get this thing down to a tight resolution, like you do on like a, like a, a screen where instead of it just being these big kind of beep, beep, beeps, you're actually able to like hug a loved one or like see them or kiss them or, or, you know, any of that stuff. It was so powerful. It's not perfect, but man, it's, but it's, it's, but it's moving towards the right direction of, yeah. Yeah. So, so those are the type, those types of technologies that makes you feel oddly more connected. And there's like this shared sense of magic. That's what I think is really cool about this tech, these different, mm -hmm. the, the holodecks and these other ones, there's like this magic that makes you have this shared moment with someone else that makes you giddy, that makes you want to be able to just like, celebrate that moment like and you said something really interesting because you're like i want the holodeck and then the 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 things i never norm, don't normally hear is like imagine what you could do for therapy your brain went right into the direction of actually helping people right versus yeah. you know porn or anything else that is a typical like which top level now. which is right. which is huge in here and it's it, it's fully alive and and you know it is one of the, the, the driving engines of technology but well, let me ask you how how would you like to see like like this cutting edge technology like in what ways would you like to see this type of therapy be used like could you could you talk to me a little bit more about that sure so i am a emdr trained as well as a cognitive behavioral therapy you you name it for the most part i've explored it and mm -hmm. some of these are really good especially when you talk about talk therapy in conjunction with medication are really helpful for people who have you know, challenging uh, disabilities as well as developmental disabilities. Mm. But for, for me, I see that using like short, quick and uh, purposeful tactics, like using like pairing EMDR in a hollow deck uh, yeah. could radically change our, our circuitry, right? Radically change our brain because the way EMDR works in um, EMDR is eye movement desensitization reprocessing. Mm -hmm. uh, just in case anyone wants to look it up, yeah. and I love what uh, uh, Doctor uh, I believe his name is Andrew Huberman. What he's putting out around this is is really impactful. So to answer your question, I mm -hmm. see that really any of the therapies, you know, maybe other than the Freudian stuff, not really <laughs> <on Freud. laughs> but other than that, we can roll out. Uh, different therapies, and heck, we can even mix them with experiences using psychedelics. 
you know, yeah. using LSD for soldiers who are um, who are having challenges with PTSD. One of the lovely things I like about EMDR is if you imagine a memory, a terrible memory, just being a node in your brain. Imagine pulling that node up, accessing it, looking at it, but instead of sending it back in, feeling worse than you were before or feeling like you're still in it, imbuing it with love or imbuing it with it's okay or I made it or I'm safe. You know, something that makes you feel secure and then reinserting that node. So that now when your brain's running that circuit, when it's starting to remember those things, it passes through that, you can call it a love circuit if you want to be cheesy like me, but, you know, <laughs> it passes through that, yeah. and, uh, you know, pairing, let's say, a hollow deck with these therapies in a therapeutic setting, as well as, um, as well as nootropics. I mean, there's so many options that you can use pairing together from a therapeutic sense to enhance well-being. And my yeah. my whole stick is that times are changing. We're not changing fast enough. We are not evolving as fast as our technology, as fast as these algorithms that we're slowly losing control of. How do we set ourselves up to be better in the future? And that's something that I'm really interested in is how do we cr like create these next level humans? And I'm not talking about these uh, stereotypical transhumanists that are superior than others or, you know, want to take over the world. But I'm saying, how do you prep someone who's going to be uh, looking towards going to Mars? You know, mm. like that's a, that's a, who does that? That no one can relate to that. No one mm -hmm. can say, Hey, this was something that I planned for. No, you weren't born on Mars. Like just the travel alone is going to be challenging from a psychological standpoint. So the holodeck and therapy as well, uh, mixed with all of those other interventions, can be helpful to pr protecting us on this journey and mm -hmm. preventing any type of mania, madness, or just loneliness that happens when people are secluded. So yeah, it, it, it's yeah. all it's all interconnected. I see. Yeah, and there's I mean there's there, I mean there's a lot of things there. I mean the, uh, EMDRs is a very interesting topic. Um, I've tried it a couple times for myself. And um, I just ran, like, because I also run, um, I teach people how to build VR and do things like that. I just ran an online five-day challenge teaching people how to build transformative um, virtual reality. Um, and the winner from the, the challenge um, actually was with a, a EMDR idea. And so mm -hmm. he's looking to figure out, can he make it? What does it look like? He's, he's going through the process of like, oh, I've got this idea. Now, how do I bring it into fruition? So... He's working on the background because he's had some own personal experience. I don't know the actual science behind it, and I have bro science in my head of what it could be. Um, but the for the science. yeah yeah that so I'm, I'm not I, I am not a trained professional in this area. Uh, but my only thoughts when going through is it almost feels like and, and this is again this is just my own interpretation of it, and I am I am not a doctor nor do I play one on TV. Uh, but. It, when you when you're focusing on that negative thought and you're moving your eyes in that that certain pattern over and over again, it's almost like massaging a knot. But that knot is some sort of trauma in your brain. And by moving those eyes, and the eyes are connected to the brain, you're loosening up that knot and you're desensitizing it the same way you would desensitize it through cognitive behavioral therapy or whatever else. I don't actually know the science, but that's what it feels like. What's happening with me? Do you do you know anything about what's going on? Uh, uh, <laughs> so. I, I don't speak out of turn. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Actually, I like your description. Your okay. description is 
that's similar to what we we use whenever we're introducing people to this this style of therapy and mm -hmm. that is you know imagine you have this challenge or you have these thoughts that come up or this experience let's just call it trauma it's because it, what it is at its core emdr is trauma-informed care and yeah. so it is connecting those uh those nodes just think about your brain as being actually two people inside of you working together to control the what you perceive as you we can get into the you know non-dual and it, what is self and oh we will we will <laughs> but if you're you know if you regard yourself as an i you know yeah. for this being as i sometimes say then there's two hemispheres that are working together in conjunction and the corpus callosum basically those are like the nodes that are hyper connected between the two so when you're switching when you're going uh, back and forth you're like you said you're almost massaging this uh this trauma center especially when you bring it up and then you're creating a sense a felt sense of security mm. and so when it when you go back into it or when that trauma comes up there's there's less like hopelessness or there's less um feelings of just overwhelm or yeah. you know, sickness whatever whatever the, the the trauma was but your description is similar to what what i i do i kind of like to almost make it a game the gamification of emdr is also super fun it's like the more yeah. you do it you know the faster it is uh there's different forms there's a tip uh which is kind of a quick one and i think that it's important for some of our our uh, first responders to have this in their pocket you oh know, really people who are i i completely believe so uh because could you imagine being you know in a traumatic event let's say a shooting you know yeah um, and right right on you have first responders coming in police um and, you know uh paramedics whoever's showing up and they have this in their pocket meaning that they have this tool that can help you to kind of reach a, a stable place regardless of the level of trauma that you that you've been through uh, but mm -hmm. overall it's it's a it's a fun way to play with your i call it the the, the neuron farm which is what some people consider, you know, <laughs> I like to call it our neuron farm, our brain, which again, there's more in our, in our stomach than uh -huh. it is in our brain. It's a total another thing. I, as you can see, I, I sometimes hinge on the squirrel kind of ADD. <laughs> I, I think about a lot of different things at the same time. Me and you're going to chase each other up and down the tree all day, man. This is, this is where we're going. I'll, 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 I'll slap in with you. So, so, okay. So right. you have this yeah, neuron yeah. form, you're, you're crossing, you're crossing over. And so you're talking about this ATIP. I'm not familiar with ATIP. It sounds, you said it's like a quick access uh, EMDR kind of thing. Is that? Yeah. So think of the thing about EMDR that's important to remember is that it, it should yeah. be paired with a trained professional and usually yeah. over a period of time, it's much shorter than cognitive behavioral therapy, you know, mm -hmm. as far as the overall timeline. But what ATIP um, does is it's pretty much like a, I guess you could say a, a quick reference because you're mm -hmm. only doing the, you know, you, you're, uh, setting in a safe space, you're doing the processing, going back and forth, and you know then you're checking on your uh, your suds. Suds is is basically a scale for the level of disturbance that you have, and as that disturbance lowers, that's when you know you've reached like a place where you can process or you can pretty much go on with this uh, with this trauma. It's about mm -hmm. incorporating it, uh, but mm -hmm. yeah, so is kind of like a, a a quick reference guide. Got it. And you said something that I, I, I've heard this spoken a lot, and I, um, but I still don't fully understand the actual definition behind it. When people say the word trauma informed or the words trauma informed, right? Mm -hmm. Like what is, what is that? How does that, 
how does that, what does that actually mean, trauma informed? Because I understand that people have trauma. I know that the situations, but what is, how, how would you describe trauma informed to someone who doesn't fully understand the term? So um, I want to shout out my uh, partner and CEO, uh, mm-hmm. Phil Carr, uh, over at Good Intentions Counseling. He's yeah. taught me the, the, I guess you could say the true meaning of trauma informed. And uh-huh. what that means is that you're approaching it from a space where someone is in is in dire need, like they're in a desperate space for help, stabilization, security, safety, and trauma informed just means that it's been tracked through the research to support PTSD, post traumatic stress and, uh, disorder, and other trauma related disorders. So mm-hmm. it is informed by what it's serving as well as the in- intervention that's being used to alleviate or uh, help support people who are dealing with trauma. Mm-hmm. So he, he kind of gave me that overview and I, I was blown away at how much, I mean, we're dealing with so much trauma from different yeah. things that we're not even aware of. Uh, from my perspective, speaking from an African-American male standpoint, there's trauma from you know years and years of injustice you know, yeah. trauma for, from, for women. Like I couldn't even imagine how it would feel to be a woman to know, you know, you're walking outside, you're just trying to have a good time. And there's these dangers just yeah. around the corner uh, with these lecherous in, in, intent. Uh, so trauma kind of speaks to all of those things that can basically hijack our system and put us into a fight or flight or, you know, wh- whatever response we're, we're going to do. And I think the most important thing to think about trauma is that if you're engaging in those you know circuits too long, you can burn yourself out. Like literally, mm. uh, firefighters have a high level of of this where they're constantly you know overwhelmed by these just the amount of cortisol and all the uh, all that I, I call it the amped up chemicals instead of the feel good chemicals you get when you get to flow. But those amped up chemicals you you keep going, you keep going. By the time they're done, by the time they are retired, it's it's really rough, you know, and I, I'm yeah. a son of a, of a service member. So I have direct experience from someone who has been in combat, you know, uh, dealt with the ridiculousness that is war and then have yeah. to come back to a normal life. Yeah. My, yeah, my father was also, uh, in, in a war or the war and, uh, and yeah, there's definitely things that linger on, but it's, it's interesting because we have these, these traumas that happened, and then we have these survival patterns that allowed us to survive, but then they mm-hmm. don't serve us anymore. And so, like one of the biggest challenges you have is letting go of those survival patterns um, and actually convincing your mind you're in a place not of scarcity or danger, um, but of actual abundance and safety. Like, how do you? How do you? You know. Uh, you know. What are the ways that you've seen? Uh, that helps people actually shift that mindset, right? To to release those traumas and to heal those wounds and to shift that mindset into abundance or where they don't feel like they're in danger and the world's a threat and everything's against them. I mean, I know it's a, I know it's a big question. It's like, just give me the answer to all of mental health, please. Um, yeah, just, absolutely. Could, yeah, keep it in my back If you could keep it under 60 seconds, I'd really love to share it across TikTok. No, I'm just a... Uh, if you have like no, I mean if this, I mean it's a it's a hard question, but it's something that to think about, and it's a it's an interesting way that the the body, what above all else wants to survive, but then it yeah. creates things that makes our life not enjoyable. And so, do you have 
any thoughts around how to shift those things across? Yes, um, many. So <laughs> these are all these are all just random ideas by some guy. So just yeah. take it as that. That's random right. ideas yeah. by some guy. Always research, question everything. That's what I'll, yes. I'll lead off with. Caveat. Um, yep, nice, nice caveat there. First thing mm -hmm. is contemplative practices. I'm really big on that. Contemplative practices can be just regular prayer, whatever uh, religion that mm. you may be a part of, or even if you're not a part of a religion and you are spiritual, there's so many sects, you know, uh, between religion that you can just lump them all together and say a spiritual practice. Uh, but a, a contemplative practice also allows you to reflect. But first, uh, staging that contemplative practice with a bit of safety, uh, breathing, you can also do grounding exercises. These are great ways to know the kind of, I, I like to think of it like being a tree. You want to root yourself where you are so that when the wind blows, because it's going to, it's not going to knock you over. Mm. And when you do that, you can engage in these practices. You have loving kindness, especially for some of these traumas that are self in, you know, self-inflicted. Sometimes it's hard to forgive ourselves for what yeah. we've done. Um, so, that's one. Another one is I'm a real big proponent on using technology to help. So if you are trying to uh, track, you know, your anything, your heart rate variability, mm -hmm. your, you know, tracking EEG, uh, using EEG or whatever, all of those are great options uh, to know where you are, to kind of get a, a personal baseline when you're working through that. Um, another one is transcranial direct current stimulation. Uh, you know, I, I love using devices like that, just kind of zapping the brain a little bit. And I'm, I'm not way. actually familiar with that one. I, I, I know the EEGs and that what is a uh, trans, I think I've heard of it. So what is, do you put electrodes on the brain? How, what happens? I don't actually know. Yeah. Uh, TC, uh, DS, uh, yeah. Uh, or DCS. Yeah. So what it is, yeah. is <laughs> the, I'm trying to think of the only commercial item I can think of that I know. Well, one is think. All right, there we go. Uh, T H Y and C. I'm not sure where they are now as far as if they're continuing to build or not, but I have had some experience with them. And what they created was just a small electrode that goes uh, just right right over here. It's near uh, you know part of your adrenal mm -hmm. glands, and uh, you can use it to kind of stim yourself either into a calm state or even stim yourself to uh, boister uh, energy. And there's that's. One way you can do it, some people use direct electrodes. Um, I've connected with uh, other people who have even posited that using huh. ultrasound is better than TCD, uh, than transcranial direct current stimulation. Uh, ultrasound, which I, I've tried, I, I did a quick test run at this at the uh, Transformative Technology Lab a few years ago, and I mean, it blew my mind away. It kind of knocked out. First, it knocked out that ego, that self-talk, that thing that's always chatting at you, who's kind yeah. of driving, it seems like. It yeah. knocked that out, uh, but then it allowed me to kind of go deeper and work on some things that I haven't really approached or knew how to how to work work through. Uh, so there's, there's a couple uh, there. Of course, talking to someone. I want to yeah. add that. Talking to someone is, is one of the most underrated ways to get yourself at <laughs> Or, or as I unprofessionally will say, is a great way to unfuck yourself. Like, yeah. you can, <laughs> the technical term. Yeah, yeah the technical term. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll coin that. All my academic people are looking at me like, what are you doing? But anyway, um, 
it's a great way because when you're connecting with someone, yeah. there, there's just, I mean, we're doing it right now. You know, we're, we're connecting, we're looking at each other, we're talking. Of course, we're in different locations. So some of the cues that I may have been able to pick up on in person, I'm not able to. You know, yeah. whether it be, you know, smell, sensation, heat, uh, but every, but most of the other things do translate through, through technology. But of course, it all barrels down to our voice and us ridiculously trying to put our thoughts into this thing called language. And mm. so, yeah, I, I think that talking to people is definitely an underrated tool. It's, 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 it's vastly underrated and also incredibly difficult in the terms of, it's like, how do I, how do I get in shape? Diet and exercise. Right. And it's like diet and exercise. It's like, okay, yeah, got it. Okay. Well, I'm feeling lonely and isolated. How do you, how do you, you know, have a deep conversation with people and do it on the reg. But the only issue is that like people, I said this before, but like people crave deep conversations, but they greatly fear being vulnerable. You know, yeah. you know wow. what I'm saying? And that, and that's a really hard thing for people to do. It's like, it's like, like everybody wants the everyone wants to have this like head above water, keep it shallow, but they don't want to, but they, but what they want is below there. What, what advice would you give to people that maybe are afraid to open up that because you're, you know, what you're talking about is conversations versus like, how's the weather, you know? And yeah, so yeah, not topical. Right. Yeah. So, so what, how would you get people who maybe, and like they, they have that, you know, life of quiet desperation that they want to connect. They don't know how there's there. They feel like there's a barrier between them. Is there any, any advice or tips or tricks or things you would give to somebody that, that wants to open up and actually uh, kickstart one of these deep conversations? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I would say find the common value. You know, we, w when we did math, we learned common denominator and we all have this common denominator that we tend to ignore. That being, mm -hmm. we're all the same species. We're all human, for the most part, unless you're talking to a chat bot. But, that's a, you know, <laughs> but we're all human. So starting there, like starting there mm -hmm. and even looking at the other people that you're looking to connect with, knowing that at one point that person was a baby and also at one point that person will die. Like that's just where, what's going to happen. Yep. It's kind of a weird way to look at it and it, that can open up some doors for people. But what it does is it, it shows you what's re what is real or what is this perceived reality that we are computing with our senses every day. And yeah. when you want to talk to somebody and you're, you know, you're not feeling like you can be open with them or that you can be truthful, just know that what you say, you know, is, is a part of you, but it doesn't define you. And it doesn't mean that what you say is going, to, I mean, it's going to be, of course, if it's on the internet, it'll be out there forever, but you can change. So one thing to keep in mind is that where you are now is not where you always have to be. And if you are a person who has challenges connecting with people, uh, the proverbial introvert, connecting with other introverts may be a good starting point. And I know some people may say, well, that's kind of counterproductive. But if you think about it, that's finding the common denominator. That's finding that common that commonality that, that someone can connect with. Oh, mm. you like to, you know, sit with the with the, the blinds closed and wrapped up in a blanket? I do, too. It's a great starting <laughs> point to have a, you know, a deep conversation with someone. And yeah. the vulnerability, it's hard to teach that. The, it's almost like swimming in, in a sense if you didn't really know how and you got thrown in. You have to just give up and 
give give yourself to the water, like even floating on your back, you have to give yourself to the water and allow yourself to be lifted by it. And that mm. takes vulnerability. So that's another way to look at it is how can you how can you give yourself to you know whatever goal you have? I wanna, you know, I wanna exercise or I wanna talk to somebody long term in a long form conversation and grow from it. How can you just say, I can I can I can allow myself for a few moments to get to uh, to let go, and letting mm. go is one of the hardest things that we can do uh, because we're told to guard things close to the hip, you know, keep it all above, you know, keep yeah. it topical. Don't don't talk about uh, things that are personal. And from a person who's constantly looked at media and taken some cues from media as well as science, as well as spirituality and and some of the um, you know, experiences I've had with indigenous communities, I've, I've learned that, I, I mentioned them earlier, Vulcan, Spock, for example, mm -hmm. is a great example of someone who their whole race, they suppress emotion, you know, but it doesn't mean it's not there, but they suppress it. And it can be challenging for them when they get older because they haven't been able to process it. So how can you find that balance? How can you say, I want to be a Vulcan, but I want to be as cool as the, the captain, you know, rather that be Picard or uh, Shatner or whoever uh, is out now and find balance. So in all of this, if anyone takes anything from what I'm saying, the great place to start is to find balance. If that's mm. your balance, if that's uh, your your personal balance on being vulnerable, your balance on what you feel comfortable with sharing, finding that balance is important to be, being open and willing to, to grow. Yeah. Yeah, that it's 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 very interesting because um, I think like superhero philosophy for me. I love superheroes. I still like like my guilty pleasure is like on YouTube watching of like like comics explained and other superhero stuff oh. and just going and just going deep in the channel because uh, I've just I've. <laughs> so no, I, was, I was about to shout out other channels, but no, no need, no need, no need. Yeah, you can. If you're welcome to shout out any other channels, man. I'll, 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 any of that stuff is is super fascinating to me. But you, but I often think that like crutches turn into capes, and the things that that you lean on over time becomes your superpower. But then at some point, you've got to look at that other piece of yourself, right? And so if you if you're all about feelings, and you're all about that's great, but if you never develop the discipline to be able to level up on some core skill and you've only relied on just being the likable person, that's not gonna serve you. You gotta have some other skills outside the bag or vice versa. Like I've, I'm around a bunch of computer programmers who, um, you know, because we're in a community around that virtual reality, we have one commonality, which is VR and that, and, and that and it's, it's easy to talk in that space, but outside of that bubble, it's very, it's a very difficult thing. And so it's like, it's like you need both. You need to have that deep setted skill but then you need that well-roundedness as well, and that's not—it's—it's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's not easy because it, otherwise you have this this missing gap. And unless you duct tape somebody else to you, you know, Siamese conjoined twi twin, and you're like, okay, and that's kind of what it, that's kind of what a company is a little bit, you know, as a as a as a giant entity. Um, uh, so let me ask you this: in, in terms of superhero like philosophy, right? You said you you looked at that, you look at anime. You, you look at these these other things like what do you think about all of this stuff what makes it so appealing to us like why is it we're we're so into because like i saw the goku shirt you, you're rocking i was like yeah i was like I, I i remember adult swim when i was a kid and tsunami and all that stuff like i like it, it's 
it's but what about that why do we why do we love superheroes and animes and all that culture so man first thing i'll say is we love it because it's story story is important to our lives even though mm -hmm. i'm going to kind of slightly contradict what i'm saying here by saying this but when you can release your story and release your ego and and all of the things that come along with your story that's a gratifying and, and expanding thing to where you can reach a higher level of of well-being um, mm -hmm. and I'm speaking of just some some things I've learned from uh, my travels so to speak but on the other side I believe that story drives us because when you are having a conversation with someone you know long form mm -hmm. similar to what we're doing now the stories that you tell the stories that I tell and that we reciprocate they change us we learn, we grow. And so story has been important since the beginning of time. That's how we pass on information. We fit it into a story. And then it also goes back to Joseph Campbell and the hero's journey. You know, uh, I think that we really have un undervalued the importance of wrapping message in story uh, and then putting it out so people can consume it almost unknowingly. And then taking away from that a, a process to grow, to learn, to fight through uh, those challenges. So I really think mm -hmm. that, you know, story uh, and then, of, of course, it's big business. It's, it's money. So it's everywhere. It's, it's um, <laughs> you know, Disney's bought Marvel. Blah. But anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> they, they know how to take good stories, man. Like Marvel was struggling for a while. Stories. Well, they, they, they did they did the longest like 26 movie arch of, of like character development and just crushed it i mean they did a great job in dc struggling you know trying you know they're trying they're to like track. yeah they're, they're on they're on like the crash diet of movies you know what i'm saying like they're just trying to like they're trying to make it work by by like um forcing it along but bringing it back you said something that was interesting i want to touch on you said that one of the best ways is the stories drive us, but one of the best things that you could do as a person is to, is to let go of the stories and, and, and let go of that stuff. And you, and you said on your journeys, I'm not going to dive into what journeys you're on and what realities you were in. So we'll, we'll skip that for the moment, but this is, I want to focus in on this. When you're talking about letting go of stories, can you tell me a bit more of what stories, how you let me go? And if you have any types of examples that we can kind of grab onto, that would be helpful. Sure. Um, I'm going to try my best to explain this because um, it's it, it, it's really tough when you reach a, um, some levels of whatever you want to call it. Um, what I, There is actually a term to call it. Uh, Dr. Jeffrey Martin uh, titles it as persistent non-symbolic experience. It's the way that he it's a fancy way of saying like equanimity or positive mm -hmm. well-being, kind of that upper echelon level of being. Mm -hmm. And I've, I learned a lot from him and also going through his finders course. And that helped me to uncover and break away from some of those stories. So one example of a story that I broke away from was that whatever I'm, there was a story that built up over time, you know, as a teenager, uh, that whatever project I was associated with was doomed to fail. And that was my story. Mm -hmm. If I'm on the team, if I'm on the basketball team, we're not winning the championship. If I'm on the debate team, we're not going to win the, the re regionals. And 
this story became embedded in my interactions and how I showed up for people. And so once I was able to, you know, through practice, again, I'm using positive psychology, using contemplative practices, uh, meditating, mixing in technology to kind of get an idea of where I am each time I'm doing it. And once I was able to, to reach a point where uh, Dr. Martin kind of titles it buckets, you know, if you could think about bucket one through four and mm. uh, bu- bucket four is like complete equanimity. You have no agency. You know, the world's just unfolding in front of you. You know, life is just kind of happening rather than you being um, you being like a cause and effect cog in that wheel. Whereas to fast forward to bu- bucket one, bucket one is think of it as everything's going to be good. Everything's fine. Not just fine. Everybody says that. But everything's good. I feel good. And even if it's not good, it's going to be okay. And so when things come in, negative stimuli, when you get hit with uh, negative comments on Twitter or something like that, rather than internalizing it and it becoming an emotional blow up for you, you're able to acknowledge it, almost step back from it, see it for what it is, and then move it away. Like I use this uh, thing, uh, uh, which is kind of like, it's kind of like taking a, a phone app. We all have phones. We all use apps. Mm-hmm. Imagine like a, a, a negative thought or a negative story that you have of yourself. And what happens is, is when you're engaging, that story pops up, just like mm-hmm. any type of app that you use when you launch it. It pops mm-hmm. up. So imagine hitting your your menus option, swiping it away. That's kind of what I do is I just swipe. It's gone. And mm-hmm. And I do that with thoughts too. So when you talk about story, thoughts are mixed up a lot in story they they creep up they kind of pop up and, and tell us this is what you should do or if there are those little whispers this is what you should say next or um you're not going to do this you're not going to be as good as you could have been yeah. and it's it's hard sometimes to not listen to them because yeah. we had, we identify with them we're like that's me speaking yeah. but is it though is it you know yeah. is it is it not your mom is it not your your coach is it's, it not the society speaking to you yeah and that's all story yeah uh i just i'm gonna make a note i thought this was so funny I'll, I'll tell you what i'm thinking right now is that like almost what you're describing to me is what i feel like when, when you're telling me about the operating systems and the stories almost like it's not necessarily the app that pops up but the it's it's the the thing that pops in it's the pop it's the pop-up notification to the app it's like notification you're inadequate notification you're cursed <laughs> right and they're, and they're like notification. It's like this pop up, and you're like, it's 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 you didn't invite it, you didn't go out and search for it, you didn't decide to open it up. It just it's a pop up notification, and then you just go swipe gone, right? But you can you can go, oh yeah, you're you're right. I am I am I am cursed. You know, you can go you can go. I'm cursed. You click on it, and you open it up, and you look at it. Go, oh yeah, I haven't spent a lot of time in here lately, right? And you just like marinate inside that app for a while. But that's what you're right. It does. It does feel like pop up notifications that pop in your brain. They even like, you know, you get those thoughts like, uh, like my 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 buddy just had a baby. It's like it's like not even like two weeks old, right. and I right. went to go hold. Went to hey, I was so happy. But he's like, hold my baby. The baby's this big. I'm like, no, I don't want to like. I just picture dropping the baby, knocking the baby. So I was like, and then there's all of this like you know shame and guilt. I was like, no, but it was like there's just all these thoughts that you're coming in. That I, I I couldn't you know I couldn't be like 
everything's going to be okay. If I, if, even if I drop the baby, it's going to be okay. Like, no, it's like, no, it's like, it's, there's all this thing, but it's, it's amazing to see how, I don't know where those come from, those conditions of those pop-up notifications for your brain. Um, uh, but how do you, like, I mean, like, is there a way that you swipe those things away? Is like, do you positive several talk over them? Do you just clear your mind? Do you like pinch yourself? Uh, do you, you know, you know, club a baby seal? Like what, what is it that you actually do to actually Whoa. get, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, sorry. Pop up notification. Just, just check it. No, what do you, like, right. what do you do? Uh, what do you do to like swipe that away? So there's many things I do. And, and, and what I like to tell people is do what works for you, but try mm. everything, you know, mm. nothing, everything is permitted, you know, but try it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But for me, what I do is I, I kind of just talk to myself and I'll say, Hey, this being or this person who thinks he is David and is experiencing David mm -hmm. is saying that this pop-up is, is true. And then I'll ask, can that be argued? And it's like, Oh yeah, yeah, that can definitely be argued. That that's not true. And then, okay. Is, is that real? Well, that thought of me, and I'm going to use you for example, of yeah. me dropping the baby. I can look and say, where am I presently? I'm not holding the baby. The baby's not on the floor. It hasn't happened. I'm here right now. Uh, mm. So there's there's one way. And then, of course, a, a fun way to do it is, uh, and I learned this from Dr. Martin, is to you know kind of say cancel, cancel. It's the same thing as as taking off the um, taking off the app. But I use cancel, cancel a lot as well. When those na nasty thoughts shot, you know, jump in, uh. it's just like, nope, cancel that. Don't need that. Screw it. Nope. I'm not having it. So and you mentally say, not, you, you verbally or mentally say cancel, cancel. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Or like, yeah, I don't, yeah. yes. Okay. So, so then, so it comes in and it's like, don't want that. Cancel, cancel. It's just like swipe it out. Yeah. Oh, and, okay. and it, it, it takes like anything else. Don't expect for it to work on the first time. It takes practice. Yeah. And yeah. We have to be patient with ourselves to know that it's going to take practice to get a hold of this ridiculously growing and, and uh, just huge machine, and I hate to call our brain a machine, I know, but things that we have, that's all we can really compare to at, at, at this moment, which is similar. But if it's going to do what it's going to do, it's going to pop mm -hmm. up with thoughts. And uh, I actually learned this from my time, you know, at Life Guides, where I was connecting with someone and, you know, I was, I was using the service. I'm one of yeah. those hair club for men and I'm a, mm -hmm. I'm a client. I'm one of yeah. those people who who tries to who make sure to use the the service that I'm in. Yeah, but yeah. What I what I did was uh, I was having these thoughts around grief, you know, and I was like, mm -hmm. hey, I'm I'm really feeling like I could have done more, you know, surrounding this grief. And she reminded me, she was like, hey, what about that tool that you used? You know, that tool that you taught me was really helpful. And I was like, y you're right, you know. And I, I went to try it, went went to do it um, more often. But I'm saying all that to kind of sum up and say that it takes practice and it takes community. You have to sometimes bounce ideas and stuff off of each other. You have to work with each other to try to build. Yeah, it's it's funny there uh, when you're saying that. Um, it, one, it's funny when when friends show you things that you showed them, and like, hey, take your own advice, eat your own dog food. Like that's that's funny because it happens. There's like a piece of, like 
you have like sometimes it's a bitter pill to swallow. You're like, you're, you're right, you're right. I have, yeah, forgot about that one. That one fell out of my back pocket. Uh, but the uh, one other thing that you um, that's that's interesting on that is sometimes I like if you're sad or if you're depressed. There's like a there's a an, an inclination or desire to want to listen to depressing music, to want to beat yourself up. There's something about wanting to marinate in it, to open up that app and then just to dive into it and just lose yourself in that in that depression or that pain or the whatever you feel. There's like this victimy. It just feels good. Let me feel good kind of thing. And, and I think the hardest thing is to like to one recognize and then two state shift yourself out of there. Right. Like to, 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 yeah. to get out of that. So like, so if you find yourself starting to marinate in some sort of sedation or victim mentality or, or, or anything, these other things that come up that, that, that don't serve you, is there, have you seen any effective ways of doing state shifts and be able to shift you out of one of those funks into something else? Oh, most definitely. One, yeah really good way to do it is to get an expansive view mm -hmm. like go outside or if you have a view at your window mm -hmm. go to your window and just ha have an expansive view where again this go kind of goes back a little bit to emdr you're kind of doing that shift a little bit you're looking at the trees you're looking at the skyscrapers if you're there if you live in the country you're looking at the birds the clouds whatever but you have this expansive view and I have this thing that I, I like to also kind of play around with, with my family, with myself as well, when I need a state shift is to almost have a comparison with an inanimate object that's been here much longer than us. So follow me. Right? Right. Like, Where the hell is this going? So I'm buckling so, up. Let's do this. <laughs> all right. So if I need a state shift, uh, for example, I'm feeling down and I'm wanting to engage in some depressive music so I can feel more into it because, again, that's an ego thing. I want to feel what I feel. And you should feel. You should not repress it or, you know, or suppress it or even try to, you know, act like it's not there. You've got to acknowledge it. But at mm -hmm. the same time, there's a part of our ego that wants to identify with it. Remember just a moment ago, we were talking about connecting with people and we're talking mm -hmm. about that bottom line. That's that mm -hmm. identification. When you can see yourself in someone else, you can, you, can, you can connect much easier. So when you're in a negative state, you're wanting to identify with those lyrics that are speaking to you about what you're experiencing. So one yeah. way that I try to shift out of that is I get an expansive view and I, I live here in Seattle. So I have a, a view of marineers and so i'll kind of look at it in this expansive view kind of look around and i'll look at the mountain and i'll say that mountain's been here for thousands maybe hundreds of thousands of years does he give a fuck about me feeling bad about this <laughs> and usually the mountain doesn't answer because it doesn't and so when it doesn't it, it it's kind of like wow this this thing has been here through massive turmoil you know uh yeah eruptions hurricanes whatever environmental things that have happened and time and they yeah. are still they're still there they're still there so yeah. i kind of look at that and i say hey if that mountain can still be there i can be fine i can be cool that's super cool which what you did there which i thought was really interesting at least my own take on it is that the the ego likes to be 
everything. It likes to be the center of attention. It likes it likes its opinion to be true. It likes its thoughts to be real. It likes it to be right. It likes to be like my pain is my pain and I deserve it and it's mine because it's it's and, and it's all about me 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 and no one understands my pain that that it becomes that all consuming thing. But what you did right there is you took yourself you got out of that that um that gravity well of the ego self and you said, "You know what? You're not everything. You're this small little thing and I'm going to show you with my eyes and then I'm going to show you with the story and and I'm going to show you with the truth saying that mountain is is you know, a million times bigger than you are. And it's been here a, ten, a million times longer. And, and, and how much do you really matter? Not at all, not at all. And like, and your ego's like, Oh no, you're taking my power away. And it's a really, it's a really interesting, uh, at least it's my own interpretation of that, of, of how you, how you shifted that. And actually I think it's really, it's a really cool concept of like, Oh no, I'm feeling, I'm, I'm, my depression is bigger than life. And then you yeah. you went and anteed up on it, and I think that's a really that's a really cool cool thing. So you you you've been on this mission, from what I've seen, of of taking these holistic, healthy, positive psychology practices and integrating them with technologies and, and bring them bring them together. Um, and could you talk to me a little bit about what's your holy grail with this type of stuff? Like ultimately, what do you what are you seeking to achieve or what are you hoping that this technology is going to achieve by bringing these, these pieces together? I'm going to shout out Ramez Nam again, because he's been a really big inspiration for me. Um, but my Holy grail is for us to be ever so connected without the malicious intent, which I know if humans build it, malicious intent is going to be woven in. So we have to weave that out consciously we have to purposely do it so for me it, it's that like creating that uh serenity package serenity package is a is a term in the the, the nexus trilogy mm. which allows a person to almost calm themselves instantly like basically you just turn on you know turn on the, the the serotonin if you need to turn on turn up the dopamine but of course everything has a limit because we're human if you overdo it you're gone uh, but at the same time, my holy grail is creating something that connects us and, and supports us as a human race without bringing on the extra baggage that our ego has brought from thousands of years of experience. Uh, so, yeah. And ego. And, and, I, and I know that's a ridiculous thing to, to think about. But how do we create a positive state of well-being and enhance consciousness for our future? without bringing all of the dogma and the judgment and the hor horrendous things that we've done to each other and to other beings. Uh, how do we, how do we do that? And that, that's kind of my, my long. -term. Yeah. 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 That's, that's beautiful. I mean, I mean, what she says, I mean, it's really powerful. The, the, the challenge is that the, the, the ego keeps us alive, right. You know, fed and, and all that fun stuff. But at the end of the day, the, the fulfillment comes from the contribution and the connection and being of service and, and building things, you know, that is of, of other people's purposes and, and other people's purposes, but for other people's benefits and, and removing the ego, the malicious intent. Cause yeah, I've seen a pattern that there's people that make principles. They're like, this is the principle, right? Uh, America, this is the principle about the, and, and then, then they make laws. 
and then and then other humans find ways to supersede the principles by 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 twisting the laws, lobbyists and all those other types of things, right? And then you're like, right. that's that's not by the that's not by the the letter of the law. Um, and I think that's actually something that Scarlett Johansson just hit up Disney on. She just sued Disney um, because their whole they said, oh, it's not a movie ticket proceeds. We're going to release it on this other thing. We'll go make like you know tens of millions of this way. And so she yep. said, hey, you violated the intention of the contract, the goodwill of the intention. And if if you could only make that goodwill tangible, right, and 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 say, but this isn't this isn't the actual ideals. That's what, that that weaving out that malicious intent, um, you know that that the superseding of the principles by by manipulating the system for the egoic gain. That's a yeah. that's a that's a tricky it's a tricky it's bit. A tricky, it's, it's a tricky it, bit. You yeah. know, and I want to add there that our ego has a purpose. So I'm not saying destroy our ego. We shouldn't all be uh, you know in this ego state. And I'm also not saying that everyone would be. You know, the world would be better if everyone was enlightened or yeah. uh, or, or reached this you know heightened state of well-being. But I am saying that there's a balance that we could find um, where you can have that experience, that expansiveness, that willingness to let go of the ego. But then you can find a way to work within the world. And what you said, I'm glad you mentioned, you know, what happened with, uh, you know, Scarlett Johansson, because that is indicative of a corporation you know doing what they do they're there to make money and that's understandable um but at the same time they're also there for story so you see how there's this weird dichotomy that we have between the things that we want the things that we need and the things that we get it's this yeah. weird weird thing and i think as as we're all communicating more you know and as you know new people like like elon and creating uh was it neural mesh i believe Neuralink. So all of these things, Neuralink, that's it. Um, which is, yeah, it's, it's similar yeah. to a mesh. Neuralink is the, is the title. But with things like that, um, there is, you know, there's other opportunities for us to even potentially re review our dreams, you know, check memories. I, I, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Black Mirror. Uh, but the, the those, show? The show, yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. It always starts out so great. It's a. <laughs> You're like, I want. I'll, I'll take two of them. Give me. <laughs> I want to see what I did last week. I want to see that now. And then you, yeah. and then you think about it, and you're like, oh, do I want? And then that goes back to that vulnerability. Do I want yeah. people to see? You know what happened when I stubbed my toe? Like who? You know what curse did I say when I said that? And all of like, see, when you think about Black Mirror, those are stories, cautionary yeah. tales almost. Some people hate it. I love it because I believe what Black Mirror does is it it pushes us forward in thinking about how we can get over some of these hurdles that are right in front of us. And that yeah. is the hurdles of uh, mob justice, the hurdles yeah. of you know mass hysteria, the hurdles of people just wanting to hurt other people because they are hurt. And that's yeah. why it's important that we heal our trauma so that we don't want to have to inflict it. That kind of goes back to that the music again. You. You're feeling bad. You're like, I want to listen to. I'm trying to think of a band that's sour, but I don't want to. I don't want to mess. Yeah, yeah some emo music. Yeah, some sad, depressing yeah, emo yeah. music. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, some super slow down tempo. You know, yeah. uh, '90s alt rock or something. You know, and yeah, <laughs> we 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 want to we want to get into that because it's it's feeding that ego that mm -hmm. we ha we have to find a way to find balance. Balance is yeah. key, and we live in a place where things go to excess. 
like yeah. Black Mirror. Like uh, Hated in the Nation is one of my favorite episodes because it shows just how how much power we have with our comments mm. and how much also humans may not have been created or we haven't even evolved yet to be able to absorb and process that many comments at, at a certain amount of time, even though you know the premise of, of that. Spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen it. Uh, <laughs> You know, the, the the bees are are killer because the people made them. <laughs> yeah, okay, I think I've seen that episode. I'm trying to remember the what episode that is. Is it the there was there's there is the mechanical bees? Is that the one? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It, it's either bee, bees or, or you no, know, they were bees. They were bees, which is super ironic that we're losing bees and they're making mechanical bees. Anyway, uh, <coughs> Monsanto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the basically what happened was uh, someone had pissed you know, another entity off. And so they got smeared online and based yeah. on how much online slander they got, how much people said, uh, how many people voted to kill her or not, even though they thought it was just an online fun poll. That's actually what happened. They, they, they killed a woman just based off of people, people's perception of what they thought, even though they really didn't have a total look. And that's something that I think that's important that we can always remember is that even what you see, we think that that's everything. We think what we hear is everything, but there's so much more. We're so much more complex than that. And yeah. we have to be, be a little more cautious with how much we judge people off of, uh, you know, just what, what they see. So, yeah. So people yeah. judging me for wearing a Goku shirt, take it easy. <laughs> I, you know, I, I appreciate it. I, I, I enjoy looking back at my childhood and going, there's, I don't know. I think in some ways there's certain like childhood memories like that, that give me strength, you know, like listening to that, a Rocky Balboa theme song. There's a bunch of different, like, yeah, yeah uh, you can use it as, as a, as a fuel source. What um, you're talking about wanting to create this <clears throat> non-black mirror future, which is, they said, you know, like uh, culture or technologies a race between utopia and disaster. And that's kind of the things that we're trying to, and and in a way, Black Mirror also kind of provides a what are the different paths you can go down with this technology bit. What do you think is the biggest dragon that we face or you face to, in order to achieve your holy grail, which is creating these kind of these technological futures that are without um, uh, uh, egoic malicious intent? Like, what do you think is what do you think is the biggest dragon preventing that future from happening? Wow. Um, money. And <laughs> I mean that on both sides. Money yeah. can support creating it, but then when it's created, money can also potentially tear it down. Yeah. And it's not just, we don't blame money, but we blame our lust for money or our lust for more and control. So I think that um, our resources that we're putting towards certain things that are just unnecessary uh, could be reallocated. And then also, I think one thing that could prevent us is who's writing the code? You know, who's who's creating these things? If we don't have a multicultural approach to creating new technology, we're creating technology for a certain sect of people. And those early adopters who match those certain sect of people are it's going to be great for them. But then that leaves out a large, you know, a large amount of the rest of the population of the world. What? So I think 
money as well as uh, who's doing it, who's mm. putting in on it, and what is your what is your intention, what is your goal? You know, some people may be hired mercenaries. They just want to come in, write the code, get the money, head out. Some people may be purpose driven, like they are driven by change. Others may just be there for the ride because they think this is a cool idea. So it, it's really defining where you are and what you're really wanting to do. And then being, being upfront with that, I think being or communicating as effectively as you can and telling your truth is really important. If you're there just to, you know, watch the rocket ship ride, do that. If you're there to lead the rocket ship, you know, try to be that, but don't, uh, don't fake it. Cause yeah. It'll show. Yeah, for sure. No, it's, um, you're right. Money is, in, it's, it, money is just a, it's a it's a it's a fuel source that can get you to where you need to go in either direction and then the the problem is is that you know it it can stack in one direction another i know like uh walt disney was trying to make epcot as an experimental prototype of the future that was his goal he's like i see this future where we could all live together in peace and harmony that was his goal um epcot yeah so he was designing an entire city he was making an entire city i mean he changed the game every single time he's doing animations and then he did full feature films they're like that's impossible he's like i'm gonna do amusement park that's impossible the next thing he's like i'm gonna make this i'm gonna make this city um, the only problem smoking lung cancer things like that got him at 66 and he died and so what happens when the the dude who thought of everything died they're like uh well, what do we know uh amusement parks right and they just they, they only they fell back on what they knew and so they made another amusement park but he was trying to make a city and then because he just kept trying to change the game um, but same thing with like Elon. I hope Elon lives for another hundred years and goes puts his mind in a robot or or whatever. But um, right. but like that's the thing. He's Transfer got, that consciousness, he's, Elon. Transfer that yeah, consciousness. Yeah, we uh, we 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 need fleets of Elon robots and uh, and put them in the T one thousands. But no, it's 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 a uh, it's important because humans are really good at at at, at hacking the hacking the game. Whatever game it is, they they hack the game, and so that the, if you say, okay, this is how you make a dollar, then they're going to hack the system so they can get all the money. And so it's like that that you say, how do we? It seems like that's the biggest thing is 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 finding ways that you're talking about the, to make sure that we we put the incentives in the right way that keeps us propelled in the right direction and keeps us all on course versus you know um, the incentivization for deforestation or the incentivization yeah. for pollution or these, it's that incentivization that, that really screws us. Um, That's beautiful. What you just said. Hmm. I think I wish that could be a bite. If we could make that the, the norm where, okay, if you're here to screw over your, your partner so you can get a dollar, we don't want you, you know, why can't corporations back that up by standing for what they they are walk their talk as they say and yeah so if someone is there and they know that they've come up they've been you know truthful hey i'm willing to, to screw over my friend over here so i can you know get five dollars okay this person's not right for us because taking what you uh like deforestation for example i was just re recently watching you know some some information on on that and I was blown away at how many people greenlit these things. Like, this is a good idea. Let's take away something that we know the earth needs because we need cows. I know we need to feed people. I'm not naive, but there's, there's other ways. And, or, or not just that, let's take away all, all of this uh, forest so that we can, I don't know, let's make a Starbucks here. I know Starbucks is not doing it. So <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Okay. 
you know? <laughs> uh, so, but all of these are situations where someone greenlit and someone yeah. thought it was a good idea to do this. Same thing with uh, pollution. I'm, I live in Seattle, but I'm from North Carolina and uh, North Carolina and Jersey. You may hear a hint of an accent, uh, but over in North Carolina, mm -hmm. there was this large dump uh, where toxic waste was put into the ground and it just, it ransacked the soil and people living on this specific land. And again, these people living on this specific land were uh, of the middle-class African-American community in the 1950s. Most of mm. them 20, 40 years later got cancer. Uh. And so I thought about it and I said, someone had to green like that. Someone had to say, this is a good idea to dump that. So how, how can we, you know, hold people not only like that accountable, but how can we create a better system so that it incentivizes people who don't want to make that choice because they want to see future generations do better? Yeah, that's that. You know, that is the 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 million dollar question. Is is it's a, it's a it's a it's a good question to ask because I you know, I think every every quest starts with a question and, and it's something to think about. So you know, it's. Yeah, and and, and uh, maybe someone else that's listening to this will will come up with a good answer for us, and we're just kind of kicking kicking the can around a bit. Uh, but but with Get that, yeah, yeah. Who else? Anybody want this? Anybody else want this buck? Uh, it's not gonna stop here. So no. Uh, what? So with that being said, what? Um, is there anything else you'd like to let people know about before you tell them how to get a hold of you? Yes. Um... I want to say just from the deepest part of my heart that everyone can do better and mm -hmm. everyone can be better. And I don't know who may be listening and may need to hear that, but you can, and you mm -hmm. can, you've heard people say, be that change. So I really want to emphasize that we can, we can be better humans because truth be told, if extraterrestrials dropped in the house right now and they saw how we work, they'd probably leave. Yeah, because we, we may not always be the most <laughs> hospitable people. So, yeah, I would just encourage everyone to look within yourself or this thing that you identify as yourself and ask, how can I be better or how can I, uh, you know, be a better conduit of our future? Because that's yeah. really what, what we're all working working towards. Yeah. And if you do that, you will feel better. And then because you feel better, because you're doing better, you're going to be better. And then you're going to be able to kind of kick that virtuous cycle, um, moving in that direction. Oh, yeah. So that's beautiful. And, yeah. And, and doing better is doesn't mean you have to change the world. You can do better by instead of always not holding the elevator, hold the elevator one time. You're doing better. Look at you. Look at you. You can do little things. Uh, little things are add up, man. And if if people want to get a hold of you, um, find out more about you, how how do they do that? Um, so I I do have a LinkedIn. Um, mm -hmm. No other social media, um, but I, I do have LinkedIn. You can find me uh, David Hester Jr. Uh, on there. You can uh, check out more about the organization that I'm championing right now, or the three organizations I'm championing, starting with LifeGuides.com. Uh, they're what we're a wonderful organization just looking to lessen the suffering of a billion people like that's Love really it. our tagline and uh we all also want to shout out good intentions counseling out here in seattle you know is doing the good work supporting uh, you you mentioned the term earlier uh bipoc and that stands for uh black indigenous people of color 
uh, here in, in the area, especially the people who've been disenfranchised. And then I also want to, you know, just give a, a strong shout out to, you know, uh, two people who've been really instrumental in teaching me and helping me grow as a human. Uh, and that that's the you know leaders of the trans tech, Nicole and Jeffrey. So it's, uh, yeah, if you want to reach me, um, you can go to any of those sites. I have emails through there. Um, if you want to email me directly, you can email me at uh, Dr. D. Hess at musingu.com, M-U-S-I-N-G, the letter U.com. Uh, got it. Beautiful. Well, well, Dr. Dave, this has been incredible. I really appreciate you being on. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. And uh, thank you for coming on the show. And I will see you in another reality. Absolutely. Thanks. Take care now. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Heroes of Reality podcast. Check out heroesofreality.com for more episodes. While you're there, you can also take the Heroes Quiz to find out what kind of hero you are. Or, if you have a great story and want to be on the podcast, tell us why your hero's journey will inspire others. Thank you for listening. See you on the other side.